When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with Mike Molina. Andy Brant Bernard. Tevin Pittman. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Got a special guest this hour. The news is next. Tom Bernard Show. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience, and working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. When everything feels like the movies, yeah, you bleed just to know you're alive. I knew you were going to play that song, and I don't know why I knew you were going to play that song. Why did you play that song? Oh, you were singing it? Yeah. Oh, I was singing it? <laughs> oh, well, never mind. I that's why. God, that's a weird. experience? Or? I didn't even realize I was singing it, and I was like, God, I was just thinking about that song. But apparently I was singing it as well. So never mind. I'm a radio guy. That's the problem. Um... Radio people all over the country love to send their jokes to everyone else. They, I don't know, they like to email their thoughts to everybody, send their jokes to everybody. Well, this particular site, it, it's like uh, you can participate on forums or something and put jokes in, and then you get like some bonus or something. Oh, you do? If you, if you uh, contribute, I don't know. It's something like that. So they're, they're encouraged to send these in. They're encouraged to send their bad jokes in. Well... I don't think they're encouraged to be bad, but... Well, here are some, uh, some disc jockey jokes that if you were living in other markets, you could hear these because, you know, that's just how radio is. The top reasons you haven't finished your taxes. Tomorrow is tax day, and some of you are in danger of not making the deadline. Find your excuse here with the top reasons you haven't finished your taxes. Your taxes fund drug enforcement, and you love drugs. 
Good one. Come on, Tabitha. <laughs> but um, no uh, reaction. Here's a fun fact. You can actually uh, claim illegal income on your taxes, and they can't do anything about it. What do you mean? Like, if you put on your taxes, I made, you know, $5,000 selling drugs. It's IRS privileged information. They can't go after you for it. So you have to pay taxes on it, but they can't go after you for it. Yep. So technically, it's a better idea to claim that money than not only are you selling drugs, but you're also dodging taxes. There you go. It's not even clear if we have a government anymore. Oh, my God. Uh, you prefer prison to living with your family. You're protesting gun violence or women's issues or Laura Ingram or gluten. You're not really sure, but the point is you're pissed. By the way, I did hear Chuck Schumer do that thing again, and he does it on pur purpose. Every time Chuck Schumer talks about her, he says, I was listening to uh, Laura Ingraham. <laughs> <laughs> he calls her Ingraham every time he says her name. <laughs> well, if you want to pronounce Ingram, spell it Ingram. Yeah, well. Ingram. Your usual tax guy got deported. Now, that's not a bad joke, actually. Your usual tax guy got deported. You guys don't see any humor in that at all? It's pretty tame. Okay, but, never mind then. You know, it's all right. You're an NBA player, and there's no way the counting of all your dependents will be done by tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> see, you know, that's, that's funny. Enough. Come on. We got something here funny. You're banking on Donald Trump destroying the world by tomorrow. How many of those do you suppose they're going to be? Well, yeah, that's more just probably factual than yeah, sad than anything. Exactly. You know you'll just spend your refund hiring Stormy Daniels to perform at your birthday party anyway. By the way, I, I, uh, Joe from Louisville is absolutely right. I keep calling her a stripper. Stormy Daniels is not a stripper. She's a porn star. Mm, whatever. Who now is going to strip clubs and doing shows. Oh, she is? Yeah, to oh, make money. Of course, yeah. What does the sign say? Make America blank. And they won't show you the third word again. For hers? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. Make America, and then it's just a blanked out word again. So I'm sure it's not make America great again. So is it make America gyrate again? It or? is horny. Make America horny again? Oh, How hmm. lame is that? Yeah. Good God, 130 grand for that skank? <laughs> Come on. You don't want to be kicked out of your anti-government militia. Taxes require an income. An income requires a job. A job requires getting out of bed. Getting out of bed requires putting on pants. Pimps don't really have anything to declare per se. You're Kanye West and you have an issue with your tax guy because he won't let you claim the three voices in your head as dependent. <laughs> That's not bad. There are a couple of them that aren't bad. I wonder if you have a split personality. Do they count as different entities on your taxes? Nope. One body. That's it. Oh. That's it. Is that actually true? Is it true that some people have split personalities? It's extraordinarily rare. Extraordinarily they rare. They used to, for some reason, back in like the 70s, they depicted it as a lot more common than it is. But Yeah, that's true. It's called dissociative identity disorder nowadays, for was some that, reason. Was that the three faces of Eve? Is that what that was all about? I don't know what that is. There was a movie back. That was Sybil. Betty David. I think oh, she... Sybil, yeah. Sybil was the big one. Yeah, Sybil had like 16 personalities or something. I personally have two. Three. I have three personalities. I have I'm bored, I'm happy, or I'm really pissed off. And there are three completely distinct personalities. That's one problem actually nowadays is they are starting to like get that lax with the definition of different, oh, you know, yeah. different people. Oh, absolutely. There's this big uh, movement online where it's like, Let's see, I can probably find a list of Tumblr genders. Yeah, there we go, the master list. So basically the thing about Tumblr and other websites like that, which are for very young people, right? for some reason they believe that there are many different hundreds of genders and like your personality depends, well, like, like, for example, right now, uh, let's see. There's agender, which is no gender, obviously. No, oh, agender is like asexual. Uh huh. Um, okay. Some of these ambonic, identifying as both men and women, yet neither at the same time. Is ambonic? <laughs> A gender that depends on which friend you're with. 
Our gender fades in and out, but always Wait comes a second. back yeah. to the Your same gender is based on which friends you're with? A gender that is unknown to both yourself and others. A gender that is affected by anxiety. A gender that feels bright and celestial. Whatever the hell that means. I have a question for you. A gender that feels connected to space and so forth. There are literally yeah. hundreds of these. So that's uh, like, you know, it used to be man or woman, and now it's like, you know, I really like space, and that's my gender. That's not a gender. No, it's not. So have we lost our minds 100%. We have made it too easy to give crazy people a voice. I just don't. How is it a gender that you like to look up at the stars? I have no idea. Uh, well, I mean, I don't think even they believe it is. What I think they want is to be able to describe themselves in a unique way oh and, like, you God. know, stand out from the crowd because every so, teenager thinks they're so super unique and special. It's all about look, look at me, pay attention to yeah. me. Isn't look it? how unique I am. Yeah, I, I just uh, come on. Uh huh. All right. In any case, you guys didn't like the jokes at all. <laughs> there are radio people crushed everywhere because you didn't like their very funny jokes <laughs> about paying your taxes. So I just don't know what it's going to take. Uh, You're a millennial, so you're still still trying to figure out a way to deduct your 300 fidget spinners. Yeah, see, uh-huh. now you're talking. What do you think of that action? What, what is that even? Like, fidget spinners aren't even popular anymore. No. Yeah, they kind of went away very quickly, didn't they? They wow. sure did. And, and I have a tax paper that I haven't sent in because I don't have a stamp. And I just haven't gone. <laughs> it's not due until tomorrow anyway. Right. Why? Like, and it has to be mailed in. Like, it's not something I can fill out online. By midnight tomorrow night. And so I have to, like, Why go don't to get a they stamp just post? charge you an extra, like, charge you more on your taxes that is the same as the amount of a stamp rather than having to ship a stamp to your post office, then you go buy it and then put the stamp on? It's just a in and it's an inefficiency that doesn't need to be there. If they just made your taxes more the price of one stamp, then it's the same thing on their end, but without having to ship stamps everywhere and burn fuel. Yeah. But I mean, people get stamps anyway. Not well, necessarily. I can't well, remember I mean, you're the still... last time that I've mailed something. I really? rarely yeah. mail things. Only so to bills, things you don't mail your bills. No, nope. yeah, I'll pay all that. I like pay everything online. Auto pay. And if you actually uh, don't pay them, do you? No, I don't. I just wait till You're they send the. Everybody. I wait till they send the uh, collection notice. Like, hey, we're gonna turn your lights off. And I'm like, okay. Okay, I'll look at those morons. I paid my taxes over a year ago. Dad. What is it, sweetie? <laughs> Did you see a scary picture in your picture book? That was last year's taxes. You have to pay again this year. No, because you see, I went ahead and year-wise, I was counting forward from the last previous. No. <laughs> I put the tax on So I paid my taxes over a year ago. <laughs> and then I think it turns out that Ned Flanders actually does pay his taxes. Like he'll pay his 2018 taxes on April 15th, 2017. Yeah. <laughs> well, how would he know what he earned? You can go yeah. ahead and, you know, yeah, do they have, that. They have things where you can, like, yeah. estimate, and so you can pay ahead of time, and you probably get, like, a... Ned Flanders doesn't strike me as the type to have things like stocks or, you know, unreliable income. Uh, no, that's true. He thinks life insurance is gambling. I actually overpaid my taxes for about, I would say, at least 20 years. Do you think they'll give me the money back someday? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I don't think so no. either. No, I accidentally I accidentally paid my something taxes uh, twice, and they sent me a check back. Is that property taxes? I, I think I automatically pay that. It, it's something like, you know, one of those notices they send you that says, like, oh, because your street something something. Cough up. Yeah, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we get that in St. Paul, the right away or the alley. What? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not included in your property tax. You get a bill... And it's for so, an alley behind your yeah, house, which I don't have. I, there is no alley behind my house. Yet. So why do you have to pay for uh, it? I don't, How did they ever pull off that scam of property taxes anyway? <laughs> I bought a house. I paid for the house. I own the land. Yeah. Why do you get taxes on my property? Technically yep. speaking, you are buying, leasing the land from the government. It's not true, though. It I own true. the land that my yeah. house sits on. No, you do not. Oh, God. 
How did they? I don't if know. If the government wants it, it can take it. Do people just, oh, yeah, eminent domain? Yeah. yeah. You don't yeah, own sure. the land. The government owns the land. You own the right to be on the land. Why don't they come and mow it then? <laughs> if it's your yeah. land, come and mow it. Yeah, you just spent the last 48 hours snow. shoveling. Why <laughs> oh, my God, the lame brains. Because I have a gate on my house, right? And the gate <laughs> opens and closes automatically. The imbeciles who <laughs> shoveled my driveway left huge snowbanks with the gate open. So the, the gate has been trying to close for two days. Oh, my God. Catherine and I had to get out and shovel the snow so the gate could close. I mean, I am so shocked that the motors are not burned out on that gate. Yeah. I can't even tell you. <laughs> I got, we pull up and I hear it going, It's trying its hardest. I was like, Jesus. The huge snowbanks blocking the gate. I just don't understand why anybody here. That that, that looks good. Yeah. That'll be perfect. Andy, could you move on from the page there? That page has been up there for four hours. Well, we were talking during the break. It's still unbelievable how people do not move their cars when a snow emergency. Oh, is I saw being, someone away. Yeah, <laughs> those oh, tow yeah. trucks are just out in force. Yeah, There's some in front of Andy's house that have been there for. <laughs> Since Christ was a corporal. <laughs> Honestly, God, those cars are deeply embedded in the snow. Well, I mean, with the snow uh, snow plows and everything pushing the yeah. snow to the side, they could have been there for six hours. Oh, yeah. yeah. If there's, like, in, every once in a while you'll see where people, like, will come out and help other people shovel their, their cars yeah. out. But I saw last night there was this lady that was shoveling her car out. And, I mean, there was an amount of snow that I was like, you're going to be here all day. Yeah. And a police, a police officer shows up. And just, like, pulls up and, like, talks to her for a few minutes and then just, like, left. Like, didn't even. I was like, do you think you would get out and oh. help a little bit? So or what did he something? want? I don't know. He just was like, hey, how's it going? He's like, good. Just, oh. all right. Have well, fun. I felt bad. because shoveling your car. Last night I walked the dog and uh, some girl was walking. She had her headphones in and she was not paying attention. She's looking down at her phone. Uh-oh. And the plow came from behind. Uh-oh. And she had a black coat on. So, like, the driver, I don't know if he, even if he saw her, he right. probably would have. What are you gonna do? You gotta plow the street. Yeah. And he just nailed it. I mean, she was <laughs> so bad. He did it on purpose. Yeah. Well, yeah. what can you do? And that's yeah. That's the best part about the winters. The watching all the falls and the the snow plow casualties. And it's. I was walking downtown the other night, and I slipped as I was crossing the street. Uh oh. I almost fell, and there's these a group of girls that were walking in the opposite direction and uh, they kind of like left, laughed a little bit and like oh that was close and I was like oh you know well you know we're smooth we don't we saved it <laughs> we're smooth and you go with we're smooth I'm, like, you know, I'm smooth we saved it and uh, they as I'm, they walk past me they get to the spot where I slipped and two of them just absolutely nope. just paid it. <laughs> so I was like, that's what you guys get for laughing at me I love that it reminds me of a news uh, little like one of those little local news things where they're interviewing people and there was two runners out and it had just snowed and they were like oh uh, this kind of snow it's you know it's, it provides enough support but it's also gives you the traction you need to keep on running and so forth and then they ran away, and the girl immediately oh, yeah. slips yeah. on some ice. Yep. Yeah, that'll it's happen. It's like, yeah, I'm sure it's all the traction you need. We will be right back after two black men arrested at Starbucks. Manager is out, oh. and gunman kills one at Vegas Hotel employee picnic. I don't think that's why you're supposed to do the employee picnic there, Pally. Those two stories up next on Bernard Show. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you know how important it is to have the right dock. That's why you should know about flow docks. Flow docks are rock solid with double bracing to eliminate side-to-side sway. They're completely modular so you can configure them to your family's needs or add on as your family's needs grow. And get this, you can install, level, and remove your flow dock without even getting into the water. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make right down to flow boat lifts that are quieter, faster, and effortless to install and use. Are you starting to see a pattern here? Flow is about making things easy. My friends at Flow also told me that hockey star Ryan Suter bought a flow dock and lift as he wanted the best for his family. See for yourself why they say they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. See them at F-L-O-E-I-N-T-L dot com. Flow docks and lifts. A better way. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan. I've started up another round at the new Nutramost Plymouth location, and those unwanted pounds are going fast. I've lost over 34 pounds. 
Nutrimose is so easy, and they guarantee that you'll lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. Nutrimose has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Nutrimose to Plymouth is hosting a second free informational dinner. Learn how to have success losing weight just like me. Neil Sheehy, Nutrimose client and owner who played nine years in the NHL and is an agent to some of the NHL's current top players, will be at the dinner, and so will I, actually. It's Monday, April 30th, 6 p.m. at Jake City Grill in Plymouth, located around the corner from Nutramost, just off Highway 55 and 494. Space is limited. Call 763-333-7337 to register. That's 763-333-7337. I don't know. One thing Clinton did I didn't like, thing Clinton did I didn't like, raise taxes. Taxes all high. You know what's fucked up about taxes? You don't even pay taxes. They take tax. You get the check, money gone. That's not a payment. That's a jack. You get check jacked every week. Let me get this straight. They take money out your check every week. Then they want some more money in April. What kind of gangster shit is that? <laughs> Pretty much true. I have wondered. So they're taking money out of your check. What's the extra money for? Yeah. Why not just take that money out of my check? <laughs> Pay up. That's all I got to say. I don't get it. Well, the headline that'll probably uh, regret for the rest of its days, TechCrunch confidently announced in 2006, we predict the iPhone will bomb. Nope. <laughs> it's a classic Dewey defeats Truman type of headline that will go down as one of the most wrong things ever said. Now, TechCrunch wasn't insane. When the iPhone first came out, it seemed ridiculous that a phone would have so many extraneous uses. Sure, checking your email on your phone is great, but what else would anyone want to do with their phone? Conan O'Brien even ran a sketch making fun of the phone's many uses. But why was TechCrunch so sure the iPhone would be a disaster? First, they thought the glass would result in lots of cracked screens. This is true, yeah. but everyone just buys a new phone or pushes a through the uh, finger cuts when uh, playing Farmville. I don't understand what the hell that even means. I bet Mom would, except she doesn't play Farmville. She plays, like, Hay Time. She, I don't know I what don't the know. hell she plays. She's got all kinds of stuff. She's always, While we're watching television, she's playing games. Yeah, she's playing some... It's called, like, Hay Day, I think? I don't know. Yes, Hay Day. They also believe the iPhone's keyboard was laughable compared to a rotary phone. What? Yeah. Compared to a rotary iPhone phone. compared to, that doesn't even make sense. I couldn't agree more. Oh, comparing uh, it to a rotary phone. Yeah. You said compared to. Well, what's comparing it to or compared to? Well, basically, they're saying it's a step backwards. Whereas uh, if they were comparing it to a rotary phone, that wouldn't make sense. They also figured people would flock to uh, iPods since AT&T is requiring iPhone purchases to sign up for two-year contracts. Uh, any lawyers out there uh, know if this is legal? It isn't difficult to imagine folks who have no real need for the phone aspect looking for a nice web browsing widescreen iPod. But, boy, will they be expensive, probably 750 bucks new. The iPod Touch stuck around for a while, but they were never as pricey as iPhones or got anywhere near a $750 price tag. So these are things that we thought 10 years ago that weren't true. I guess. Is that correct? Yes. Sorry, I had to... Do a thing. What? Don't worry about it. <laughs> God. The format wars of the late 2000s ended so definitively, hardly anyone even remembers there was a progression hiccup between DVD and Blu-ray. High-definition DVDs became the current generation's Betamax, despite having a significantly lower price point and some early studio support. PlayStation. Blu-ray always had the distinction, uh, distinct advantage of being built into PlayStation and other video game consoles. However, some people thought that because many porn studios became early adopters of the HD DVD format, it could be a turning point and not just the kind where you try to get a better angle. Mm. Get it? Oh, God, I hate it when they try to tell jokes. Legend goes that porn studios picking VHS rather than Betamax kill the latter faster than ice water down the pants would kill... What? Don't tell jokes during your storytelling. Yeah. God, I hate that when they write jokes in here. Perhaps the market demand for a device that could play both video games and porn was too powerful to defy. I don't understand that I, at all. Mm. 
Uh, yeah. Arctic summers would be ice-free by now. Yep. Well, that's that's Al Gore. I've been saying that for quite some time. Yeah, that was Al Gore. Remember the fish were walking down the street in Miami? Uh-huh. Based on modeling studies in 2007, which was a really bad year for our Arctic ice, scientists predicted that within less than a decade, so by now, uh, Arctic penguins and polar bears might have to browse some beach wear. Remarkably, the modeling hadn't even incorporated the drastically low 2007 Arctic ice coverage into their modeling. Only using data up to 2004, things looked pretty bleak, but thankfully that, that prediction was wrong. Don't take this as an excuse to suddenly ride through town on a centaur with climate change is not real, tattooed on his glistening abs. I don't think I can do this story, Andrew. They're, I just, they're writing too many jokes into it. I know, it. they're trying too hard. I just tried to, you know, figure out which predictions went wrong, but they're just trying way too hard to be funny. I think the first paragraph pretty much covers it in every case. Yeah, so I'll just do the first paragraph. Yeah. Good, yeah, good idea. I like telling people that we're in an ice age. They never believe me, but it's true. Well, yeah, we are in an ice age. Ice age just means there's permanent ice on Earth. That's exactly right. Which technically means the Earth can get a lot hotter than it is right now, and, uh, you know, it's not the end of the world. Yep, it's Technically, it's abnormally cold right now. As the opening teaser to what became a massive financial crisis, the collapsing of the mortgage, uh, mortgage bubble uh, in the U.S. was a pretty big deal. This is the kind of uh, thing that ridiculously rich financial experts supposedly help us avoid, yet many of those experts claim they never saw it coming. Okay, so you never saw this collapse coming when you were giving 125% of a home's value out in a mortgage. Oh, yeah, I think. Where did the rest of the money come from? Oh, it didn't exist. Honestly, I think they probably were too stupid to know that what they were doing wasn't sustainable. I think they yeah. did it on purpose, to tell you the truth. I really do. I think they all, and I think the U.S. <laughs> government was complicit. I think certain very large banks, the stock market and the, the federal government, did it on purpose. Did you ever read or see uh, The Big Short? Yep. Yeah. Was... I read that book when it first came out. Yep. It was very upsetting. <clears throat> Nintendo has had high highs and low lows for many years, but the company threw out the, they, they thought, excuse me, their troubles were over when the Wii hit the shelves. When the active uh, video game console was released, it was an immediate hit. While PlayStation and Xbox were reducing their console prices, Wii's were flying out of stores at full price. It looked like Nintendo was on top again and might even take out its competitors once and for all. People loved that the Wii required physical movement. The Wii Fit was a growing fitness craze. Uh, gamers were coming together to form a Wii bowling leagues, and even senior centers were getting on the Nintendo bandwagon. Wii was the future. All hail Wii. The Wii-volution didn't last as sales peaked in 2008. PlayStation and Xbox upped their game, and their games steadily upped Wii's sales. Nintendo still wasn't worried about the competition. They thought having an affordable console with average graphics and a limited variety of games would be just fine, but it wasn't. As their competitors' games grew more and more graphically impressive, Wii stayed the same, and people realized there's only so many times you can pretend to play tennis in your basement before getting bored. I never did understand that, by the way. It was a new thing, basically. You yeah, remember when Mom tried to get us all to do Wii Fitness? Alex, Mom, and I did Wii Fit for... Well, every time we went down to Florida, we do that, you know... Yeah, you would do Wii Fit in Florida years. all the time. Yeah. But not here. No. So, well, I mean, we don't live in the same house, so it's a lot harder. Yeah, it'd be a lot harder to do. That's very true. Yeah. But the yeah. Wii was... Uh, it was the best-selling console of all time, I believe. The Wii, f Wii was? Yep. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, when it first came out, I remember that was the big, everybody had to have a Wii. And, had to have a Wii. Yeah. Let's see. There's a list of best-selling consoles. Best well, I do remember. video game consoles. I do remember those two disc jockeys, I think it was in Seattle, killed that woman using a Wii. What? Hold oh, your, hold hold your, your Wii, Wii for, for a Wii. Wii. Yeah, yep. remember that? Well, I mean. <sighs> and she ended up dying because she <laughs> held her pee so long. Really the smart. The weird thing about that story is she didn't even drink that much water. No, she didn't. That's so it true. makes you wonder, you know, what else was going on there? What else she had planned? Mm -hmm. What was her long-range scheme? Indeed. Is that what you're saying? In 2007, Brian Williams read a story about predictions for America's future 10 years down the line. Okay, so that's last year, 2017. 2007. No, but 17 was the 10-year anniversary. It says the future 10 years down the line. 
So mm. this would have all happened by last year. Since it was coming from Brian Williams, you knew it had to be true and very trustworthy. <clears throat> B-Dog would never exaggerate a story for dramatic effect. The segment focused mainly on how technology would change in a decade's time. Of course, it starts out insanely wrong. The year is 2017. You're rushed to a hospital unconscious with no ID or medical history, said reporter Tom Costello. But thanks to a microchip under your skin, it's all there. Reality check, just like in 2007, if you're rushed to the hospital with no ID in 2017, you still get a crappy chair until somebody proves you've got money. And although you can get chips implanted under your skin, we as a nation have overall chosen not to put computers in our arms and treat ourselves like stray dogs. Yeah, I mean, the technology is there. We just don't do it. We don't do it. Why, why would you want to do it? Uh, I guess so you don't have to carry it around a wallet, except I'm going to carry it around anyway because money. So unless yeah, they make exactly. the microchip also have a something like your credit card chip. But then, you know... What if it's compromised? It's there forever. So yeah, there's, right. yeah, there's a lot Instead of problems. Instead of getting robbed and somebody taking your wallet, they just scan your, your arm. arm. Yeah, just take your arm with you. Just take your arm. The story goes on to talk about how facial recognition technology and how it will be able to uh, pick a single face out of a crowd with ease. No. Since half the time, Facebook and iPhoto facial recognition think boobs are faces. We probably don't need to worry about getting singled out in a horde anytime soon. The segment ends by comparing 2017 to the world of Minority Report. Sure, even today, Google, Google can stalk your every move, and major companies can buy your most personal info. But if you think a Macy's is going to recognize you from an iris scan and try to sell you custom perfumes in the near future, it's not going to happen. Yeah, all those things. I just, what are you doing? They always think that the future is going to come a lot sooner than it does. Well, I do love it when you watch things like Twilight Zone. Yeah, there's always robots and flying cars in the futuristic year 1990. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> flying cars in the futuristic year of 1990. Yep. Yes, really worked out well for you. Yep. No doubt about it. Back to the Future was a lie. Yeah, that was 2015. <laughs> yeah, that we were supposed to have flying cars and hoverboards. Yeah, the, that was the, the big clothes thing. clothes to dry themselves in like three minutes. Yep. What? Yeah, you don't remember the took, he like falls in the water and then he gets out and the coat just like blows air. Well, just remember how crazy that was because they give an actual date, yeah, and time. And I watched Back the to the Series. Future too on that day because you know yeah. everyone did. You had to. Oh really? Yeah, and uh, no, I don't know if anyone has ever gotten the future even close to accurate. Probably not. That'd be my guess. My guess is no, probably not. By 2007, Second Life was already around for a few years. People still weren't sure what to make of it, but they also thought it would uh, take over everything. Social media was becoming a pretty big thing, but nobody know, knew uh, quite how big yet. And theorists like Digital Media Wire's Ned Sherman predicted that such virtual worlds could be the next big step. He noted that Second Life was developing its uh, own in-game economy with a nearly standardized exchange rate between real-world and virtual currency. Remember, this was still quite a few years before microtransactions were regularly groaned about. He claims Second Life may not grow to the scale of a MySpace or a YouTube, but it may be laying the groundwork for something that will, implying a potential merge between social media, content creation, and peer-to-peer -peer all virtualized, which actually sounds amazing. Even if it is, if the plot uh, of dozens of uh, sci-fi dystopias. Meanwhile, investors of the time wondered if such an environment, part MySpace and part uh, World of Warcraft, could also be part of the future of the gaming market. Unfortunately, such an environment is still more than the realm of gritty 90s cyberpunk stories in real life. Virtual reality still gives a lot of people nausea and headaches. Parents still use social media, or parents actually do use media now, social media, so it's become more user-friendly and less technologically flashy. All we have left of this dream is the opportunity to spend real money on virtual game pieces in the Pokemon and Angry Birds games we play on our phones. So I thought they were going to get into Bitcoin there for a second, but they never did. That didn't exist 10 is, years ago. Is Bitcoin just completely gone now? Um, I think it's had a couple crashes. Isn't it? Haven't they just 
deemed it pretty much worthless now. It went from twenty thousand and it is now currently currently at eight thousand. So yeah, but where is it? If you had a if yeah if you invested in it in the past, uh, let's see, year or so, you have lost a lot of money. You lost a lot of do re mi. It's just how it is, pal. Mm-hmm. Tough hop, as they say, man. Tough hop. That's all I'm saying to you. Oh, man, remember when the latest uh, Evanescence track could come out and you'd run to iTunes to download it as a ringtone? It was so cool making everyone hear little snippets of songs every time you got a phone call or a text. I actually hated that so much I yeah. can't even tell you. Alex that. bought <laughs> billions of ringtones. Oh, Except for Don't Call Us, We'll Call You. That's the one I still love to this day. Did you like the uh, where if you called somebody, you would hear a song that was oh, playing? Yeah. Yep. Alex oh. did that, too. <laughs> Right there in the other room in the next studio, Cy Amundsen. You hear, like, operettas. Cy's not available right now. It's like, oh, for God's sake. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. I'm here with my real estate agent, Chris Lindahl. And after seeing what he did for me, I asked if he had something that would help our listeners. Chris, what do you got? We have something very special for KQ listeners. April 16th through the 18th, the Chris Lindahl team is hosting our SellerWorkshop.com series where we're going to teach you how to net between thirty dollars to $60,000 more on your home sale. And the best part is it's absolutely free. So that sounds great, Chris, but what's the catch? Tom, here's what I'll share with you. The number one core value at the Chris Lindahl team is to be generous. I have a teaching degree, and this is my passion to educate homeowners in the Twin Cities on how to sell your house the right way so you don't end up leaving tens of thousands of dollars on the table going through the traditional real estate process. So go to SellerWorkshop.com for times and locations and to sign up for your free ticket. The Seller Workshops are happening April 16th through the 18th. Seating is limited, and trust me, they sell out fast. Visit SellerWorkshop.com or call 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. In any case, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, Tom Bernard Show. We're just talking about all these predictions and, uh, and basically not things we believe, but predictions from 10 years ago. Not one of them has come true. Has, have any of these so far even come close to being true? The virtual reality thing, I mean, World of Warcraft is life for a lot of people. Or, yeah. You know, and it's more popular than ever since the last expansion. There are a lot of people who they spend more time there than they do in real life. So, you know, technically speaking, in a way. I guess. Ringtones were a huge business 10 years ago. An embarrassing fact for all of us who uh, bought clocks by Coldplay to announce our phone calls. Since the music industry was starting to falter from piracy and uh, a move toward digital sales, or single sales anyway. The great ringtone sales have uh, gave uh, industry insiders hope. CNN Money reported that experts weren't sure if uh, ringtone sales would continue to rise, but they'd certainly be used to promote artists. At the time, Madonna's single, Hung Up, was introduced as a ringtone before it came out as a single. And experts figured that uh, trend would stick around for a very long time. Unfortunately, iPhones came out, your phone became your MP3 player, and somehow, as a nation, we all realized how stupid it was to play a 30-second clip of a song every time we got a damn call. Except for Don't Call Us, We'll Call You. Well, I remember when Alex was doing that, it wasn't even the song. It was like a MIDI rendition of the song that just sounded really, really bad. But everyone still thought it was so cool. Yeah, I suppose. We have a caller. I believe it's our guest. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, Rachel Levin. How are you doing, Rachel? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Marvelous. Simply marvelous. So we were just looking at, uh, there was a list of all these things that we predicted would be uh, would come true 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was 2007, so it would have been 2007 to 2017. Not one of them has come true. None of them. 
all the things. They said the number one was the iPhone would be a huge flop. That was not a very good prediction. Don't you think? Not a good prediction. The no. iPhone, I'm using it right now to speak with you. Well, there you go. <laughs> Rachel Levin with us, ladies and gentlemen. Look, big and other tips for surviving animal encounters of all kinds. A humorous and helpful illustrated field guide to fending off 50 of our most feared or frustrating wild animals, including survival techniques, wildlife etiquette. Wildlife etiquette? I've never heard those two words put together. Don't look an animal in the eye. That's <laughs> etiquette. No yes. selfies. No Proper. Very proper. No, not to take selfies with bison. Oh yeah, bison don't like selfies. They don't. No, that <laughs> one person uh, learned that the hard way. Oh, the one on the bridge. I don't know who was on a bridge. I just know someone tried to take a selfie with a bison, and it uh, didn't. I, I probably saw the bison in the cam in the uh, the phone's uh, screen and uh, went a little nuts. <laughs> Wait a minute, Not Rachel. Safe. There was a couple who put a bison in the trunk of their car last summer. Oh, That's good. Also what? Not proper. It must have been a calf. <laughs> I mean, the bison are pretty big. I'm hoping somebody was using their head in any case. Rachel Levin <laughs> is the first San Francisco restaurant critic for Eater and a freelance journalist. You got to be a restaurant critic? I always thought that was the greatest job in the world. I've never been a restaurant critic, but is that a wonderful job, Rachel? It's a great job if you like to eat, which I do, and I've been doing a lot of eating since I've become a restaurant critic. So, um, not what, as much eating. I mean, I was already a big eater before, but now I'm a. I, mean, I guess I'm an even bigger eater. So now, what qualifies one to be a restaurant critic? <laughs> um, I think you have to enjoy going out, go out a lot, eat out a lot, and have something to say about it. Have an opinion. Everyone does. That's why we have Yelp. But right. um, restaurant critics also have an opinion and are able to express it in a way that's both entertaining and hopefully helpful. One of my favorite uh, Yelp reviews I ever saw was from a 19-year-old. I won't say if it was a man or a woman because it's not necessary. But the 19-year-old was very, very upset at this restaurant because they said, and I quote, how horrible is this place? I ordered pasta negre, and when it came out, it was black. <laughs> okay, well, uh, <clears throat> you know. Uh, you can't rely on Yelp. That's no, you're <laughs> Rachel, you cannot rely on Yelp, and that's just a fact. Where are we going to start with uh, tips for surviving animal encounters of all kinds? Usually the only animals that I encounter Animals stay away from me. Why do you think that is? And, and maybe uh, rabbit animals might come up on other people, but don't don't animals run the other way? Do you actually need etiquette? <laughs> Most animals do not want anything to do with us. That's what's so great about our relationship. It's really um, they want nothing to do with us. We want little to do with them. Um, and hopefully you don't encounter a rabbit animal because that's when it all gets messed up. Mm -hmm. with a rabbit. That, but also yeah. in general, I mean, regular animals are also don't like to be startled and they don't like to be um, approached and they like to be left alone. So um, if we get in the mix, sometimes we, we mess it up. Like if we're feeding them leftover pizza, that's not part of their regular uh, right. lifestyle, you know? <laughs> yeah, I've seen some squirrels. Then they're going to grow less afraid of us. They're going to want our pizza. They're going to come knocking. They're going to you know, yeah. show up at our picnic tables, which is what's happening in a lot of places. I've seen squirrels around here carrying around slices of pizza. Really? <laughs> yep. They somehow get their hands on pizza. Maybe someone gives it to them. I don't know, but yeah. I did see a rat There once. was a rest, There was a pizzeria in Philadelphia where a bunch of rats were actually having a pizza party yeah. inside the restaurant. Yep, I remember <laughs> that. I remember that mm. very clearly. Healthy. Exactly. As humans encroach on wild places, encounters with animals from bears, bison, Mountain lions and mice to turkeys, ticks, rats, and raccoons have become increasingly commonplace. And um, by the way, I have to tell you something, Rachel, before I move on. Yeah. Uh, I have a daughter, and my son, Andy, is on the show. Usually Alex, or, uh, my daughter, is on the show. My wife is usually on the show as well, but the two women didn't show up today because it snowed like 19 inches yesterday. It's a disaster. Oh, wow. It was, it was, seriously, Rachel, it was horrendous. There's at least... Springtime. Yeah, that's springtime. 15 inches of snow. <laughs> now we're talking. Perfect. But in wow. any case, my daughter, who tries to be... 
she's well she is a millennial but she's not a like an over-the-top psycho millennial but she actually did post on uh, on facebook i don't see why everyone's so upset about the snow and the cold weather at l- least we don't have to fear ticks you want to talk about digging deep <laughs> you know what i mean i mean that's digging way too deep don't you think she might like my book she she, I think she would love your book. That's why I thought of her <laughs> when I started reading it, as a matter of fact. It's uh, true. No Tic Tacs in the winter and the snow. No, it's absolutely true. Do you run you from might a... Get a porcupine. You might get quilled by a porcupine. But... That's true. Are there a lot of porcupines in Minnesota? I don't think so. I don't know. Don't there might so. be, though. There could be. I've we... seen... We saw one up in Canada. A porcupine in Canada, yes, we did. It did not care it's about true. us. It was too busy it's true. looking for roots or whatever. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Do you run from a coyote or stand your ground? How deadly really are black widow spiders, rattlesnakes, and sharks? You have a lot of nightmares, Rachel. Is that what the problem is here? <laughs> um, I don't have nightmares. They actually are more daytime neuroses. <laughs> oh, day- well, good. Daytime neuroses. That's just as good. So. San Francisco? Um, but, yeah, a- the book came about mostly because, well, you know, all at once, raccoons were rummaging in my trash cans. Oh, I hate it. Uh, my kids had lice. Ants were taking over our kitchens. I've grown increasingly worried on trail runs around Northern California that a mountain lion would pop out and um, eat me. Sure. Um, and then I was cross-country skiing in Colorado a couple winters ago by myself in the woods. And all of a sudden, I'm gliding along. And then right in front of me is a gigantic moose. Staring at me, blocking my way, and I didn't, I didn't know at first. I said, "I was like, what is this? What is going on?" And then I realized, oh, it's a moose. And I had no idea what to do when you saw when you see a moose because I never encountered a moose before, especially that close. Right. Um, And so I turned my back and said, "I hope you don't follow me, moose." And then when I got home, my husband said, "Um, "A moose wouldn't follow you. A moose would have charged you." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh no!" Like to charge. So I figured, you know. I, I, if I didn't know what to do when you saw a moose, other people didn't know what to do when you saw a moose. And then plus all the other critters in our lives, I thought we should put all this information and advice in one place. Right. So I wrote a book about it. For most <laughs> animals that I've uh, encountered, I think the advice is almost always, if it doesn't know you're there, let it know you're there. Because if, mm-hmm. if, you, if you're sneaking around it, it's not going to like that. And then mm-hmm. don't turn your back on it, because otherwise it'll, its instincts will kick in. Otherwise, you're good, usually. Right, it so has you're children. hiking in bear country. That's a problem. You're supposed to yell, hi, bear, hey, yep. bear. And then I annoy everyone because I will yell it incessantly a little more. You don't have to <laughs> yell, hi, bear, hi, so bear. I, I annoy my husband a little bit on the trail. Yeah, if you, if you see a bear together. on a trail and it doesn't see you, you're supposed to, like, say, yeah. You're supposed to yell out and let it, well, not, like, you know, yell at it, but hey. let it know you're there. Let uh, it know you're there. Now, Rachel, Look big if it sees you. Rachel, yes. when you saw that moose for the first time, could you believe how big yeah. that moose are? I couldn't believe it. I mean, They're I'm not huge. tall. I'm only, I'm not very tall. So, I mean, but even if I was tall, I think the moose was taller. The moose was gigantic. I oh, mean, literally, I, I was puzzled. It was, it was, it was bigger than I'd ever thought. A moose could be. <laughs> That's what everybody says. They uh-huh. are yeah. they're massively huge. Massive. And I don't think, Massive. unless you've seen one in person, you would believe that they are as big as they actually are. They're yeah. huge. Which is why you don't want to mess with it. Because I think they're nice. Moose are nice. But if you startle it, if you, yeah. just, if you just piss it off in some way, you do not want to mess with a moose. I think they can be. I've been, I was told they are um, more dangerous in that case than a grizzly bear. I could see that. Yeah, I yeah. could actually see that. I yeah. unfortunately, Kath, my wife Catherine and I were up in Canada a few years ago, and we're driving along the road, and there was this huge form in the ditch. I mean, it was massive. And as we passed it by, we saw that a truck had hit a moose, and oh. that thing was about the size of a house. For God's sake, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to, the truck even killed it. I mean, that truck must have been really moving because. This thing, I, I swear to God, this thing was the biggest living form I've ever seen. Yeah, and I think that's partly why um, people um, in Alaska, more people are injured by moose than by bear every year. And in yeah. part, it must be due to accidents, car accidents, um, 
You know, you hit a deer, that's a big deal. You hit yeah. a moose, you know. It's true. You're going to get mangled. Do you go <laughs> Do you go state by state in the United States what to fear the most? Or are these a conglomeration of all the states together and what the most fearful creatures might be? Yeah, I, I actually, actually, I would have been an interesting organization. I actually, I actually organized it alphabetically just because I figured that's mostly how people would want to find something. If they're looking for alligators, sure. they'll know to look in the A's. If they're looking for mosquitoes, they'll look in the M. So I, I, I basically organized it alphabetically. Um, and then I say in each little section where you might find it in the U.S. and North America. So, um, But that would have been cute to have a little map of the North America and have some images that would have been a good idea too well but, but instead alphabetically to tell you the truth though you mentioned mosquitoes and you just happened to be talking to somebody in minnesota i don't think that was an accident you did that on purpose <laughs> is it bad there oh god rachel the mosquitoes here in the summertime uh, they're psychotic i don't know <laughs> how you could have that many mosquitoes but they're they're everywhere so not every summer but some summers you ever notice? You guys ever notice why some summers there are tons more mosquitoes? Does it just get warmer earlier or something? Yeah, and I, I, I think if we do have a spring, I mean, who knows? Maybe this year, if all the snow we just got when it melts, it just makes a breeding ground in all the lakes and ponds. Yeah. And, oh, that's yeah. true. I have to say, I grew up in New England, outside Boston, and you know, mosquitoes were part of our summer life. But then out in California, rare, they're very. I rarely have to deal with mosquitoes. Yeah, yeah, Florida, but um. Not mosquitoes. Florida doesn't have a whole lot of mosquitoes either. They got they get those noceums though, whatever those are really called. Yeah, they do. I don't even know. Little gnat like things. So here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to know what to be afraid of and where to be afraid of it and how to deal with it, or how not to deal with it, how to avoid it, you can just go look big at other tips for surviving animal encounters of all kinds by Rachel Levin. What inspired you to do this book, Rachel? Um, as I said, I'm a little bit neurotic. I'm a little, I'm a, I'm an urbanite who loves the outdoors, but just not always coming face to face with every creature in it. Um, and I thought, you know, it's timely too. We're encroaching on each other's space more and more. That's true. As with urbanization and development. And so it's an evergreen book, but it's also quite timely right now. I mean, coyote sightings are up. Um, shark, great white shark sightings are up. You're right. Um, so I actually think... We need to know what to do, and, and with Instagram, Instagram too is kind of making it so everyone wants to play National Geographic photographer. So while the animals are all over us, we're also all over them. And I felt like, you know, we all we needed a we needed a field guide to figure out how to properly happily coexist. We needed Rachel Levin, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Look big, the name of the book. Rachel, thanks for your time today. Thank you for having me. Have a good day. We'll be back, Tom Bernard Show. 